thanks for joining us again. Remake territory, Jared. Mm. Uh, a bit of a surprise remake tonight. Yep. Slumber Party Massacre. I believe we were both pretty high on the original. Yeah, um, I like the original. The original was all right, so it'll be interesting to discuss this one. Love part two as well. One Not, of the so greats. Much. Not so much. <laughs> one of the greats. But before we get to that, let's do a run through. What have we been watching? What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Well, sticking to a couple of TV shows, continuing on with the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's enjoyable, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's going along a bit slowly. I'm expecting more would have happened by this time. And I did read uh, read some stuff that points out great Boba Fett show would have been The Mandalorian. Like, if you just had taken that character and done what they did with The Mandalorian, that would have worked out really well because you can't just roll out the same show. We're getting a lot of kind of Tamawera Morrison without the helmet on and stuff like that, which is, you know, some people aren't super high on it. I'm still I'm still watching it. Not as good as The Mandalorian, but it's all right. Okay. It's all right. Also, TV-wise, now I mentioned this to you, but I got to check out the first episode of Peacemaker. Okay, yes. Which, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought it was really good. I've got the next three episodes available. I believe you've got you've got the access to these ones as well, but mm. I haven't watched the next ones, but the first one was a really good setup. I mean, it's just continuing the same sort of vibe that we got in that in James Gunn's um, sure, Suicide sure. Squad. And Cena is... I like him better here because he gets a bit of room to... Uh, gets a bit of room to go with it, whereas in the Suicide Squad, he kind of, you know... More range than Maybe. He's similar to The Rock. I feel like he's similar to The Rock, where the action and the comedy stuff is okay, but you stretch too much further than that. So we'll see. We'll see where Cena goes over the next few episodes, but currently I'm very happy with him. Hmm. Pretty happy with what they laid out in the first episode and, and where it appears to be going. So, yeah, I'll be continuing on that. I watched a lot of Titans Season 3. Um, okay. Down to the last couple of episodes. Pretty good, but it suffers from a lot of... Well, I find a lot of DC stuff has to do this where they go, we're going to make a show about you know the characters that aren't Batman and Superman and all that sort of stuff. And then the further you go along, you end up there anyway. Like, this season, they've, they're in Gotham. We've got Gotham, you know, Batman characters more Batman characters involved. Batman's in it, but not Batman. You've never really seen him other than glimpses as Batman. And it's it's the bloke from Game of Thrones, Ian Glenn. He's, you know, a bit older. I think it's Ian Glenn. He's a bit older. And I kind of like the take that they run with, where they sort of, you know, it's from the Titans' perspective. So Dick Grayson's obviously a large part of it. Barbara Gordon's in it this season too. But there's a lot of, you know, Bruce fucked everyone up, and he's a very mentally ill man, basically, which is interesting. But I'm kind of, in a way, as much as I love Batman, I'm also sort of like, do we have to go there with every DC property? Mm. So I'm sort of, I'm, I'm a bit torn on where it's ended up. I'm kind of enjoying the show, but yeah, I'm sort of just like, I like the take that, you know, I like that they're looking at it from that angle, but I also kind of feel like they go there because... And I don't, want to say, I don't want to else? say perhaps the viewership's not there and they feel like they have to, but maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. So that was in there, uh, which is, like I said, I don't, I don't dislike it. I'm, I'm going to continue watching it. Obviously, we went to see Scream. 
Yes. So I watched the new Scream, but I also watched the other, other screen. four Scream movies again in the right. lead-up. Obviously, we'll have more to say about that when we actually do a breakdown episode in the not-too-distant uh, future. Yes. But uh, for some reason, Adam, I also went ahead and watched um, the scary movies. Oh, <laughs> I started oh, with scary right. movie oh. just because a lot of it is so similar. You know, it's just parodying stri- Scream. And I know what you did last summer straight out early on, but I went through and watched every one of them. <laughs> How was it? Up and down. Oh, yeah. I mean... How was Leslie Nielsen? No. Nielsen had a couple of couple of laughs, you know I mean? I still laugh at that scene where he's... You know, he's the president of the, the US and he fucking... I mean, it's hard to explain, but he accidentally uses this fucking thing that removes his clothes and he doesn't notice, so he's fucking up there trying to operate this machinery and he's fucking bending over it. He's in front of the UN, I believe. He's sitting there bending over trying to do all this stuff while he's got no clothes on. Lowbrow humour, but again, of course, I laughed at it, mostly because of Leslie's uh, straight delivery, (laughs) straight deadpan delivery. And it it will never cease to be funny to me when Chris Elliott's using his strong hand. Oh, yeah, I always love that. I better use my strong hand. Oh, shit. Again, more stuff I shouldn't be laughing yeah, at. No, no, it's funny. But it gets... I mean, it, it, it by the last one... The last one was awful. But one to four, they're not great movies, but I did get laughs out of all of yeah. them at certain points. I, I think one has probably... One and two have probably aged the worst. Because as much as I find the Wayans brothers amusing at certain points, I mean, part one especially has a lot of humour that's just... Uh, Sean Wayans' character is especially is just, you're supposed to laugh at the bloke because he's gay and doesn't admit to it. It's like, there's a couple of bits there that are funny, but then other parts are just, oh, laugh at me because I'm gay. And it's like, well, oh, yeah. that shit hasn't aged all that well. No. I watched... Uh, I think we spoke briefly about this, but I did, after we did Lethal Weapon, I continued on to 2 and 3, watched them. I haven't watched 4 yet, but I did continue on to 2 and 3. Hmm. I believe we've got a discussion to have about we that. Do, about, we do, you know, we do. Yeah, we might hold that over for an episode as well. Werewolves Within. Yes, I saw that. I watched, uh, yeah, I watched that. Didn't mind it. It was all right. Had some good things about it. I felt the twist was pretty easy to easy yeah. to go with, though. But it was, yeah, it was enjoyable. Had a few, few moments in there that I... I Quite liked. Yeah, great. Um, I did watch The Suicide Squad again, too, prior to watching Peacemaker. Oh, okay. So I, cool. I did actually watch the movie again. Still enjoyed it. I think Idris Elba and John Cena. Yeah, that yeah, stuff works perfectly. Very amusing. They had a couple of good good laughs in there. I got to The Eternals. The Eternals? Which is the latest Marvel oh, one. Oh, yeah. That one's been copying a lot of shit, too. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love it. It did have... It did have um, some actors that I really enjoy in it had the big fella from uh, Train to Busan oh yeah uh, who was underused I might say I mean fuck Look, I didn't hate it I can didn't I just say it. there's just too many of these fucking things yeah I they're just... everywhere like yeah every five minutes there's a fucking Marvel movie or a Marvel show or a DC show like the, mm. the stuff is fucking everywhere and this one it tried to be a little bit different in certain aspects but it was just more of the same. Like, they tried to go with another group of characters that aren't super well-known. I just... They're kind of like the X-Men, aren't they? No. No? Not really. They're sort of... Yeah, it's a group of kind of... I don't know. I don't want to go too deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. Yeah, I, 
But it's not it's worth just, watching, I assume. I mean, they tried to throw a few few twists on the formula, a few things in there, but it was just, it was so long and it was just, I don't know, it was just a little bit boring. So I couldn't, couldn't highly recommend it. I watched Great White yes. for some reason. I've seen that. Oh, good Lord. This wasn't good. <laughs> Shit. No. I wish I had texted you earlier and it said I was about good. to watch Great White. Oh, I should have seen I believe no. I texted you when I was about fucking 30 minutes, 25, in. 30 minutes in. You said it hadn't started well. It hasn't started well. And you said, yeah, it doesn't doesn't improve much. No. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, Australia's a place to shoot this sort of shit. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. really good place to shoot it. Yep. But... I mean, I still can't believe, and I've probably brought this up, we haven't had a fucking decent shark movie since 1975. <laughs> 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 What's going on? I mean, you know, you can go back to your deep blue seas and you have a bit of fun with that, yeah. but but yeah, a real absolute screamer of a movie. Not since Jaws. Fuck! The Shallows was pretty decent, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> Except the ending was absolute bullshit. A lot of them have got problems like that. Yeah. I mean, the funniest thing for this, as I said to you, um, amidst a couple of things that I thought were, were not so well handled in the in the film, was we're on a fucking rubber, we're raft. on a fucking rubber escape raft for a large chunk of the movie, and people are having conversations about other people in the raft like they can't fucking hear you. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking... I'm half- right here. <laughs> At best, you're half a metre away. Whisper. <laughs> At the very least, whisper. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Pretty Christ. bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, and the last one I watched, which actually uh, I started diving through a couple of the streaming services to, to get a few recommendations out of, uh, was one on Shutter called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, oh. a history of folk horror. Okay, how was that? Um, it was actually really good for parts. It it broke down a lot of those kind of older um, folk horror movies, especially British. Yeah. Touched on stuff like The Wicker Man, Wicker Man and, yeah. and movies like that, but also went right through to modern ones like The Witch. It actually had Robert Eggers in it talking about The Witch and... Um, they briefly mentioned the lighthouse, but not not in great detail. Not in great detail from him. Yeah. But they also went to different parts of the world. There was a section of it because it was about three hours long. They went to a section of it different parts of the world. So there was about ten minutes of Australian folk horror. Oh yeah. Which was interesting. There was a couple of Australian movies mentioned that I had never heard of. Really. With actors that you would know, but kind of you know sort of um, mid to late eighties sort of fair. Obviously, you can't fucking watch them anywhere. They, they, <laughs> Despite having a dozen streaming services, no, not on Shutter. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, it was pretty good. It sort of tapered off towards the end. I felt it was possibly a little bit too long because the first two hours I thought were really interesting stuff. They went real deep on on what it all what it all means mm. and what it all is representing and what you can find and and you know. I found it really interesting for the first two hours. The third hour is where it starts to branch out to other cultures. And I thought it started, obviously, the Australian portion was interesting to me. Yeah. They started mentioning some um, some of the Asian folk horrors as well, which I was interested in. But as it went along, it felt like, oh, we've kind of wrapped up here. Yeah. We probably should have shortened this bit and just finished it up. But, yeah, I would recommend it. I thought it was a, was a pretty interesting watch all up. So that was it for me. All right. All right, so I watched uh, 
The Equalizer 2. Like a solid sequel. Mm. Denzel, of course, always makes that shit a notch better, better than, it, than should it should be. be. Yeah. Um, because it's pretty by-the-numbers sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's another predictable one, if I recall correctly. Yeah. It's pretty easy to see where things are going, but and the man's all class. He's classy, and he's just such a good actor, and... I mean, that sequence where he beats the shit out of all those fucking lawyers at the start <laughs> is great stuff. Like, he really goes from being nice as pie to menacing as hell in, like, one second. And it's a great sequence. Similar to the sequence in the first one where he takes out all the Russian guys. But, yeah, look, the serviceable stuff. The word on the street is he's looking at... He's potentially going to do a third one. So, mm. that'll be interesting. You'll be there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I watched the Death Wish remake... Yep. Look, not as bad as I was anticipating. It's better than I thought. There are a couple of really good moments in it. But I think as we've spoken in the past, you don't hire an action hero No. for that role. You hire a meek and mild actor who doesn't do that sort of stuff. Yeah. If you want to believe that this bloke's been pushed to the edge, I mean, don't hire a bloke that we've seen fucking surfing a fucking plane. Yes. <laughs> There's a sequence early on where he, he gets into a little bit of an altercation with a bloke at the soccer where the bloke's yelling and screaming at the kids and he kind of tells him to calm down and then they sort of, you know, go the bloke chests up to him hmm. and and all you can think of is in any of his other movies he just fucking jobbed the bloke. Like, yes, correct. And so it just takes you out of it. It does a little bit. I watched the new... We, me and my wife watched the new Sandra Bullock one on Netflix called The Unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Look really well acted. But there's just too much going on. There's all these interconnected storylines that just don't... They just don't play out where... In, in, a, in, a, in what I would say a, a satisfactory way, you know? You kind of get to the end and you're kind of like, oh, well, you know didn't need some of that, we didn't need some of this. Mm. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a letdown. Um, but as I said, some of the acting performances are fantastic. And the cast, you know, it's got Sandra Bullock, Viola Davis, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, John Bernthal. You know, it's got a really good cast, but it's just, just not very well. It's kind of trying to be a thriller, trying to be a drama. It just doesn't really work. Right. I watched a couple of episodes of The Dark Side of the 90s. On oh, yeah? SBS On Demand. Pretty good. Yep. Similar sort of like, you know, the old Dark Side of the Ring. It's about wrestling. This is more about, you know, 90s, key 90s. Just figures in Figures, pop but also yep. pop culture things like Trash TV was mm-hmm. one episode we watched, which was all about Jerry Springer and that, yep. the rise of that shit. And then there was a really interesting episode that I only really saw the last 20 minutes of about supermodels. Right. And the scummy pricks who are in that industry. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, man. So it was interesting stuff. I might have to check out the rest of it. Mm. And I saw Werewolves Within, as I said before. And then the last one was MacGruber. Season one of MacGruber. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> it was kind of like they were half-hour episodes, and I kind of thought, oh, yeah, look, I'll give it a go. Yeah. It just, just doesn't have any legs. I'm not really <laughs> sure what they're thinking. The movie wasn't even that good. Yeah, well, you don't have to go looking for things to watch anymore because Walker Season 2's hit. So oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> you that. can just go straight, you make a beeline, straight well, to stand. You know, well, you'd like me to be fucking bored senseless <laughs> for another season, do you? Well, I'm still 
Are you still hanging in? Oh, I think I paused. I think when they went on their fucking third hiatus, <laughs> I went on a hiatus and they lost me. And they came point. back. But I'm still, you know, I'm still interested to see if there's any more flashbacks where Mr. and Mrs. Padlecki are fucking uh, trying to make fire yeah, out of rubber dicks together. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so. But MacGruber, I mean, it's great to see Billy Zane as a villain. He's always good. Sam Elliott crops up, always good as well. And the heights of comedy, though, in this show are MacGruber's password is 69669. <laughs> well, I hear you laughing. <laughs> yes, I did the first time, but then they just run it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. So, so I think we were discussing how you, you know, you've got certain things like that. For me, it's a fart gag. I mean, yeah. the, high, the high point of Scary Movie 1 was... You know, Carmen Electra in the kitchen, and the bloke goes, "What's that noise?" And she goes, "Oh, I farted and didn't think you'd notice." <laughs> like, yeah, of course they squeak out a little before yeah. it all goes on, and I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> brilliant." If you had done that, the whole movie, five out of five. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, MacGruber is a a must miss. I was gonna give right. you a tip. Okay, so it's, it's on just, your shit list. Well, not on the shit list, but I just I don't get it. Like. The What's movie, not to get? The movie if kind the, of... If, if the height of the humour is his password, 69, 69, 69, I think you get it. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, the movie, I think, took off after the fact. Yeah. It was not a hit in any way. Yeah. I mean, the guy's name... The villain's name was Dieter von Kant. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I better go and watch it now. That's what they're coming up with. Yeah, I mean, the bloke in this one was queef or something. Like, I think he's a, another derogatory term for a vagina or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it had moments where you might laugh. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne is fucking debasing himself. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Yes. <laughs> he's absolutely debasing himself in oh, this fuck. stuff. He's got time to fill between John Wick movies, so you got to do something yeah, with maybe. the time. Oh, yeah. Look, I don't get it, but MacGruber's not, not one to watch. Right, okay. All right, that's it for me. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for the 2021 remake of Slumber Party Massacre. Call me when you get there. I will. Stop. Don't make eye contact. It'll give her an excuse to give safety advice. Could you imagine if we got pulled over? We're not getting pulled over. We'll just invite the police to the parquet. You have a leak in your radiator. Our car is giving us issues and we need a place to stay for the night. Oh, you don't want to stay here. We don't really have a choice. Well, guess it's time to start the slumber party. It's not my blood. Check all the windows. What is going on now? No matter what he does, we are ready. Ah. Russ is alive and killing. Slumber Party Massacre from 2021, directed by Danish Esterhazy, who 
directed uh, the Banana Splits film. Produced by Adam Friedlander, who produced Leprechaun Returns, Samantha Levine, who produces the Banana Splits film, and Tobogo Malaya, who produced The Indian Detective. It's written by Suzanne Kelly, who wrote episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. It stars Hannah Ganora as Dana Devereaux, Francis Shiloto Douglas as Maeve, Miller Rain as Alex, Alex McGregor as Beanie, and Reese Tina Vessels as Ashley. Uh, there's no budget or box office because it's a sci-fi original, so it would have gone straight to TV, and it was shot in 18 days. All right, my thoughts on this little little picture. I was sceptical, because, you know, sci-fi movie, remake, of a not a very well-known property, I guess you'd say. But I had a great time with it. Three and a half for me. I mean, for the most part, it does exactly what you... It takes the slashes and it then kind of turns it on its head a little bit. And they do a lot of interesting shit with the material, which I thought was really great. The last 20 minutes is a little bit below where it started, but there's a heap to like about this one. So I gave it three and a half. Hmm. What's your take here? I'm going to push slightly higher. Ooh. I'm going to go for a four. A four? Yeah, I I hadn't really been sceptical of this one because the first I heard of it, well, I think I knew it was on the radar, but the first I heard it had been released was some really positive word on it. Yeah. So I was really looking forward to seeing it. So, yeah, I was really pleased with it. As you said, they do some really interesting stuff with the material. It's like they take what the original was sort of supposed to be and go another step with it. Yeah. So they take all the sort of Roger Cormany aspects out of the original and sort of push on with a really interesting twist on the things that are going on, hmm. really go kind of all out with the whole driller killer as you know, a representation of the bike's dick and all this <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, so, and obviously we're going to go into some spoilers about it, but I, I totally agree. When They threw some really interesting twists on the material in and... Honestly, it was one of the most fun films in the slasher genre that I've watched in quite some time because I wasn't expecting expecting to get as many laughs as I did. Yeah. There was a couple of points and there was a, there was a, a number of times where we just sort of burst out laughing at the stuff that was going on on screen. The last 20 minutes is where it sort of does push towards your standard slash affair hmm. and you kind of see it coming because they throw something at you and you look at the runtime and say, well, we've still got a bit to go here. Yeah. And then it falls into the kind of more standard stuff that we sort of expect. And it is pretty straightforward to, to predict where it's going. Yes. When it gets there, it fits with with the, the whole... It fits with what the, the message of the picture mm. and has some really worthwhile stuff going on there. So I went... Yeah, I went to a four. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Likes-wise... It's actually really well directed. Yeah, very much so. A lot of really cool shots, a lot of the classic slasher elements are there, but they're integrated with a bit of skill and there's some, you know, there's energy. There's been plenty of energy around it. So it's really, really well directed, which, you know, surprising for a sci-fi yeah. sort of film, you know? In terms of the kills, sometimes you, you see, see where it's going, but 
they're super satisfying in the way that they're shot, like mm. some really interesting shots. Again, not not necessarily anything new, but just really well done. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Russ kind of comes off a little more creepy this time. Yeah, he's really good. As I said, there was there's, there's things that they take that only kind of showed up in little parts of the original, and they have it through the whole... Yeah. Like he's talking. Him talking, and it's it's fucking creepy, and it's, yeah. it's good. I think, again, it fits really kind of well what they're going for, this, this bloke that's fucking trying to kill him, but sort of... Like when he stops and starts coming out with the "I love yous" and all yeah. this sort of shit, it's like, oh god, yeah, yeah dude, fuck, <laughs> calm down. He sounds like a stalker almost. Yes, you know the yeah, whole thing yeah. of at one point he says, "You're all very pretty." Yeah, this kind of unwanted attention. Yeah, yeah, sort of, it's, you know, it's, it's, saying things like that, but then acting in a in a way that's completely the opposite to that. Yeah, double denim's not your friend though. No, no, Us. no. But I, uh, I, yeah, I love the look the of him. They, they kind of took some of that stuff and just ramped it up. Like, the way that he's kind of... His head's always tilted back and the eyes are wide open yeah, and shit. Yeah. It's, it's stuff that's familiar from the original, but they just they just ramp, ramp it all up in this one. Yeah, agree. The opening scene is quite well handled. It has that slasher sort of... It feels like classic slasher. Yes. And it kind of delivers... A little bit like what they did with Friday the 13th. You know, that sort of opening kind of salvo. Yep. And then we'll go into a new lot. Yeah. Um, so I think they did a really good job. And it kind of sets the scene for what's coming up. Set in the 90s. Yeah, well, it says early 90s. Looks for all money inside the cabin a lot like the original. Yes. Like it, it looks 80s fair. The only reason I could tell it was the 90s because of the bloke in Buddy Kappa. Kappa gear or FUBU or whatever he was wearing. White bloke, of course. Yeah, of course. Wearing a gold chain and jerking off out the side. But yeah, really cool. I yeah. liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And it, it, it set that tone. Yes. A couple of gory kills. Including the girl who gets it through the neck. Yes. Through the throat. Which was a prime example of using stuff that we've seen before, but just doing it really well. Yeah. And then I also kind of like the way she disabled the drill mm. with some canned goods. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a clam chowder. Yeah, yeah. Spraying all over so, the place. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yep. the, 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 the drill is his dick. <laughs> that scene also has a piece of highbrow comedy where a girl comes up behind another girl and yells out, Happy graduation. The, the girl turns around and she's holding a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love that, I guess. I must, I must I say, giggled. I got a few giggles I too. Giggled. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And there's a shot that I really loved. I'm not quite sure I really wanted to see the, the guy in the kappa gear whip his hands down his pants and start pulling himself. Yeah. But he's looking in the window at the girls and getting a bit excited, and he notices the in the directly opposite window there is someone else. Yes. That and was... And it kind of like... It, it focuses on the girls, and then it just... Shifts slightly and, and focuses on the other window. Yeah, sort of kicks things off. And I really like that. I thought that was a really, really cool shot. Yeah, also a nod to the to the old ones, obviously, yeah. as we said, with the, the bloke, kind of, the, the blokes in the in the older ones peeking in the window. Yeah. Yeah, as you said, this bloke, of course, takes to the next level and fucking puts the hands down the strides, which is not... <laughs> not, not like, Unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it leads to a really excellent way to kick things off by seeing yeah, seeing Russ in the other window, Russ through the other window, which and you don't see great. him very well. No, so it's not like they just kind of stick him there. You just kind of see the he's the jacket and he's in shadow and yeah, and it actually like it starts off like that where you think briefly you're looking at it thinking is this going to be the whole movie and obviously very quickly you get the sense that no no this is just setting something up because they're speeding through kills and whatnot. but yeah it was just a great way to kick it off one of the big things for me for subverting the tropes was when we finally get to the crux of the other girls getting there and we we play all those cards with the dingy the car breaking down the dingy gas station and all that stuff when we get there they, 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 they dump it on its head by saying the girls were actually... They went there to, to lure him out, essentially. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool cool option. Yeah, you know? it was excellent. They didn't... They weren't there to be victims. No, that's they right. They were there to actually kill the bloke. But I also enjoyed that their characters didn't change. Yeah. Like, they didn't turn into this, oh, we were just putting this on. They still maintained their characters throughout, but they were just there to... They were expecting it, and they were ready for it, and then kind of turned into this almost like a kind of Charlie's Angels sort of setup, which is really... uh, Yeah, when that came along, I was like, yeah, fucking excellent. Yeah, I was very surprised. Yeah, because then that follows on with some of the absolute cracking laughs through the the picture when we get onto the boys' side of things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the boys. The, the bloke who goes out for a piss and then gets a beer bottle in, in the head and he looks in the window because he's like, you bastard, looks <laughs> in the window and all the boys are flicking towels at <laughs> Yes. I was like, oh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was a great start. And they already, you know, they, they kick things off prior to that with these guys having some conversations and some, you know, it's it's... The blokes just doing the inane slumber party shit this time. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, when we get a we get a full montage of them all shirtless, tearing like there's pillow feathers <laughs> flying around, and they're they're soaking each other with beer, and then one bloke's doing the worm on the ground in a bed of like feathers. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, it's kind of taking a cheeky dig at the Corman. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the whole idea that Corman inserted all this nudity. Yeah, and that's right. In the and, first film. And these are the blokes, like the whole time we're on the blokes' asses. It's it's the guys that are getting ogled at. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like it's it's really funny in that uh, the way that, that they flipped that on its head. Yeah. And as you said, it's fucking hilarious when they're in slow mo. Like you said, I think the worm and it, all, that whole sequence is in slow mo to a bloody eighties kind of <laughs> sounding pop tune, which is. Yeah. It's just great. It's yeah. so funny. But the towel whippy was my absolute favourite. <laughs> He's there yelling and carrying on, and then he looks in and there. <laughs> whack! Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, very great good stuff. For a laugh. Great stuff. But I do like that idea that you are trying to go away from the women being ogled, which is how these films normally worked. Yeah. There's a sequence early on where they take the car to the gas station, and. The guys there going, oh look, I can, you know, I might be able to get a part, but it'll take till tomorrow. And one of the girls pulls down a top and shows her cleavage, and says, "Will this do anything for you?" And he's, he, he's instead of being a lecherous scumbag, he just goes, "I don't see how that can do anything for you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, I see that. That's gonna help. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you know, yeah. like we, we we're going slightly off 
away from that sort of stuff. And I appreciated that. I thought I think that was a good way to go. Yep. To look at it from another angle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Russ's cock again <laughs> comes into play when he starts trying. He, he, he sort of faces down the main girl, which is Dana, I think, isn't it? I and so, yeah. his drill doesn't quite work, and she, of course, refers to it as performance issues. Yes. Another kind of subtle, well, not subtle, but dig at the whole, you know, his the the drill is his cock, and you know. Mm. All this kind of stuff, the phallic nature of it all is exactly what they'd done in the first version. Yeah. Once again, they kind of repeated, but they took it, they twisted it again a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of really, once again, really liked it. Yeah, I did. It was good. It was something, something new. And then that leads straight to, I believe they run straight into um, Sean. Sean with the guitar from part two, yes. which he's found in the cabin. And they're essentially, <laughs> you know, when you look at it, they're essentially fucking. Swinging cocks at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets his fucking face minced yes. by the drill, with it, which has got like a, a guitar string attached to it. I yeah, think. yeah. And his face is mulched. It looks. But like... also, they show that shot from behind, and his head is kind of bouncing around. <laughs> sort of like, oh shit! Again, I couldn't help but laugh. Gore and shit flying off everywhere. But yeah, that was. I really enjoyed that that stretch as well. Yeah. And then we get that kind of at about the hour mark we kill Russ mm. we, they cut his throat and then one girl just runs in there and yeah. like 50 yes. times which was very funny and, and then she, her response that, is oh I didn't want to miss out yeah yeah but it's also like a bit of a gag aimed at the whole thing about you know the killer's not quite dead and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff but when she charged out and started yeah and started stabbing him or whatever and then they're like, kicking him yeah, and cool. chopping him <laughs> yeah. at regular intervals and they keep sort of insinuating keep an eye on the body he'll come back yes you know which again I thought that stuff was kind of interesting it was another way to laugh at those tropes that we see every single time yeah and as we said sort of hitting that spoiler that we've just we've just sort of chucked out there that we said we were, we were going to talk about as we as we usually do that was the point where you were like okay but we've still got 25 25 minutes, minutes here so there's another there's another angle coming on this which mm. was um, which will probably get a little bit more time in the dislikes I think yeah yeah well it was I kind of liked it that that happened though because Again, it was just a shock. Yeah. We knew, we saw this twist that they were taking. We'd had this run where the girls had kind of revealed what, what was actually going on pretty early. Then we get this fucking high comedy of the boys carrying on and, and this look at, oh, okay, maybe this is what fucking girls are looking at when they watch slasher films and stuff, when they see the girls yeah. doing all that stuff. Maybe we're kind of seeing that perspective on things. But I expected Russ to be there throughout. Yes. So when that happens, it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, here we go again. And they try, they give you a mystery. Yes. They give you a yeah. mystery. Yep. Which is another classic slasher movie trope. Yep. And so they throw that in there. So no longer is it just Russ. You've suddenly got to guess who this next person is. I like the sequence, again, Male, the males being considered the, you know, providing the nudity. The guy mm. in the shower... So they, they they continue to sort of go to the male end of it instead of showing the girls naked. Yep. They keep showing the males, and that guy gets a nasty little. Um, it's one of those electric carving knives, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or an orbital saw or something yeah. like that it goes through his chest and 
through his heart. It's a nice gory little touch. Mm -hmm. And that's followed by a girl getting her face ground off in the engine <laughs> in the car. Jesus. Which I was pretty happy with too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing. No, it was it was another. But again, a back to it was back. Another one where you saw it coming, but it was it was it satisfied that it ticked the slasher boxes that that people are mostly looking for. In, in yeah, exactly. Sometimes. You've got to have a bit of that, and they understood that you needed to have a bit of that gore. Yeah, I did like. We talked about it before, but I did like the pivot of Russ sort of dying and then someone else taking up the mantle. I think that was a nice twist. It was just another way to sort of shock you and show you that we're not quite going to go where you think. Yep. We're going to go. And it worked for the most part. Yep. Yeah, I think it it uh, did. I've certainly... This is where it became a more sort of up and down yeah. affair for me, but <clears throat> mostly I was still pretty happy with what, what came together. Now, the reason behind why... Spoiler alert, Russ's mother, who is the woman who, who's running the B&B where they're staying, why she was doing what she was doing, why she was killing them. Mm. I, I was happy with that. The yeah. idea of victim blaming and you're all whores and yes. you shouldn't have dressed like that and Russ wouldn't have. Yeah, you know. and this is where the mother of Dana... Was it Dana? I keep yeah. getting the names mixed up. Comes back into it, obviously being the survivor of the original, and so it takes on a bit more. Like you look at it and then you say, "Okay, there's a message here." Yeah. And it's a pretty solid, sound message, and a pretty good medium to to put it out there in. And so yeah, you get a lot of this victim blaming stuff, and you get, mm. uh, which is the part of it that I actually really liked when they got to it. I thought those sequences where she was explaining it, and it was like, yeah, okay, well, here's where you really hit your message home. Yes. One of the reviews, I think it was bloody disgusting, framed it as, um, and I thought this was a good point, they said it, it kind of gets to where Black Christmas 2019 wanted to go. Yeah. But sort of went too heavy-handed and yeah, messed failed, it up. Failed to get them this one kind of, kind of gets it yeah. across a and bit I, better. And I think... It does it in a pretty good way, uh, and it works. And bringing back the survivor fit. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I think you knew that was probably possibly going to happen. Yeah, well, when she kind of disappeared early on, like a very small part early on, you always had an inkling that perhaps there was still going to be something there. So when it did all play out, I was reasonably happy with how it went. Yeah, and the last like for me is she dies on the end of the drill. You know, she takes the drill bit through the guts. Yeah. And I thought that was, you know... It was the... Sort of makes perfect sense mm. to sort of finish it like that. Yep. Very happy with that. Anything else from you? Yeah, I had... Uh, I actually had a couple. Going right back to... Um, things like the podcast angle. Yes. It's become kind of... It's almost becoming overused now in some of these things. Mm. But I actually liked it because they didn't overplay the hand. Yeah, it's only they in had, there very briefly. It's only in there very briefly to give us a little bit of information early on when yeah. when girls are packing and leaving. A little bit of exposition. 
but also the callbacks. You know, that's where we get the Russ Thorne name and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we're, we're getting these familiar elements, which is cool. But then they only use it from that point on to make the connection between the boys and the girls, and it makes the boys look like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah, that's right. So I thought that was pretty reasonably well used. It wasn't yeah. overdone. Yeah. The fucking toilet at the gas station... That's the real horror in this oh. fucking situation. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I'm busting to go, I don't sort of scrutinise. <laughs> I just sort of go in. I mean, I've fucking used a drop toilet. Yeah, it depends how bad you want to go, I guess. But, but, uh, but I mean, give us an arse gasket. One of them arse things. <laughs> like, keep them stopped. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I looked at the, when they when they, they showed the shot of the toilet. I was like, "That's uh, that looks like every fucking uh, every rest stop between fucking Canberra and Sydney oh, that we've ever been no to." No doubt. So that part doesn't bother me, but I'm assuming when you walk over and see the toilet, that's when you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" But when she comes out and says, "I think I stepped in human shit," I was like, like "Well, I was having you, a bit of a did you look like. in there?" <laughs> because I can guarantee you stepped in human shit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I think I've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I really like the soundtrack. And I think, being a sci-fi original, obviously they're not spending a hell of a lot of money on that those sort of things. Mm. So the songs are all kind of from bands that aren't super well-known or anything like that. Yeah. But I think they do a pretty good job of finding ones that fit the vibe that they're going for, calling back to that 80s time frame. Yes. Uh, there's a couple in there that are obviously a bit more modern, but a lot of them do call back to like the ones that are playing when the boys are having the pillow fight and the blokes in the shower and stuff like that do call back to... yes. The, to what we can expect from those sort of things. Absolutely. Well, I actually thought they were really solid. Well, agreed, agreed. I think they did a really good job with that. So that was probably the last one for me. I thought that was worth a mention. Okay. Dislikes. Some of the acting's a touch dusty. Yeah, a little bit. The, Sean, the guy with the guitar. Oh, he's Humorous. the worst... But when he's, he's got to deliver lines... And like, was it Alex? Alex. Yeah. I was not a big fan. She was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, I mean, you get you kind of get rocks and diamonds Yeah. on a sci-fi picture. You say you get some, some decent performers and you get some shit. And there was a bit of shit in there. A little I bit. I stepped yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, I stepped, stepped in a couple of tunes. Okay? Yeah. Now, it looks cheap. I don't think it's cheaply made in a sense of... The, the effort and in, in the direction and, and the writing and everything is there. But sci-fi's not giving you millions of dollars. It's no. giving you thousands. <laughs> Look, the opening sequence, yeah. I thought it looked great for the cash, yeah. obviously keeping in mind the sci-fi picture. The rest of it, I don't think I, I could have it in the dislikes because I think as sci-fi pictures go, I Probably thought it stayed a little bit above that. Do you think it stayed above three-headed shark attack? It's just a tu- just a touch, <laughs> maybe a drill's length above it. <laughs> but it's yeah, I just felt because normally you, you you see the name and you're like, okay, well I know what to expect. Yeah. But I thought it actually looked better in do that you regard think it, than some of the sci-fi. It, it, do you feel it? I can't say I steep myself too too deep into sci-fi. No, I don't watch a lot of sci-fi. <laughs> I have seen enough to know that. I think it looks a bit better than most. So you think it was a, a cut above the usual I sci-fi do. trash? I do. Interesting. Now, this is my bugbear, biggest bugbear. The girl rolls up at the, in the first sort of 
yeah, the, the, the opening setup, rolls into the cabin with, I brought the beer. You brought a six pack. <laughs> a fucking six pack. There are seven of us. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, at best. When they're going in and out, there's four people in the room. I'm like, even if we drink quickly, we're having one and a half each, you bastard. Yeah. Look, it, to me, you're turning up the case. Yeah. You must case, come with a case. Them. It looks like you're out in the sticks. You're, you've got to feel the boot because you're not going <laughs> Exactly. There's four people drinking. You need three to four cases in the boot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on a bad night. Yeah, yeah, I would do ten. You, well, that's right. In that situation where you're in the little cabin, a couple of nights you're not going. 25. You're not going anywhere. You're just there for a bit of it. Well, in their case, the slumber party. As you said, you think in double digits might might be a might definitely be a possibility. Definitely not thirty five beers and oh, sleeping no. up in a pizza box. No, but I, I I've probably done twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't talk. <laughs> but yeah, in that situation, couldn't I'm talk thinking... talk and slept under a pizza box, but hey... I'm thinking six to ten per, per oh, head. Fuck, six to ten. Like, if you come in with six six-packs, I'm okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think like... But when you come in with a six-pack and then I walk over and I say, this is light! <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's issues. <laughs> Can't even get a decent buzz. Buzz, <laughs> I am definitely eating the hash brownies, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep, correct. So I'm going to fill up on hash brownies because you didn't <laughs> yeah. bring enough beer. Fill up on hash brownies and I'm going to abuse you until... <laughs> yeah, okay. I might be mellowed out, but you're going to hear about yeah. it tomorrow. Until I chill out, I'm going to be giving it to you about those six beers you walked in with. Yeah, not good enough. Now, the last 20 minutes is probably its least effective period. Yeah, which is when it falls back into the it, standard. It goes slasher. to a new killer. We have the mystery element. We go to standard kind of slasher things. Yeah. We don't circumvent the the tropes much in that period. We do deliver the the reasoning behind it, which is, I guess, you know, a key part of it. Yes. But other than that, it feels a little bit. I don't want to say stale, but just a little bit rote. By the numbers. Yes. This is what we're getting. Yeah. And not to mention, like, we... As soon as Russ went down, we just tossed out a few things that might be few the theories? case. A few theories. There was really only a handful to go to. And then a couple of things happened where... Where right in your face. The direction you that you were looking anyway, it kind of goes... Solidifies. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And so then you start thinking, okay, well, how? Why is, why is that the case? And again... We hit on that. And look... So... But... I feel like that was the avenue to deliver that final kind of message about the victim blaming and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's where it was the up and down for me. The down was that it's where the slasher elements became a little bit too much of stuff we've seen. Yeah. And I felt the the, 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 the idea that it was his mum was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, slightly. Slight yep. let down. I was hoping for something slightly different, like they would go with a... And you threw out um, the idea of a, a battered wife or a, you know, something like that. Yeah, well, I felt like... I mean... Or another victim I that survived. Yeah, I understand why they didn't go with that, because it's like a victim and a victim or something yeah, yeah. like that. But then I also felt maybe they could have found a way to make it like a, a, an abused partner or something... Or, you know, it's it's hard to go with because the guy's 
I mean, you look at the character and you say, no, there's no part. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he's sitting at home with his wife and going, I love you, uh, she's not hanging around. <laughs> That's right. So I understand. Yeah, I understand if he wanders in after a hard day you know, gardening and then goes, you look pretty. <laughs> I think, again, she's fucking downing tools and getting out of there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... um. <laughs> I think even mum, oh. when he's walking in and talking shit like that, he's saying, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Russ, look, you're old enough to live on your own. <laughs> yeah, take your drill. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> so I get, I get why they went with the mother part, because it, it kind of fits naturally with yeah. someone, tr- someone pulling that sort of shit out that she does at the end. It just kind of felt like, nah, you know... Standard. Well, like I said, we kind of we basically spitballed a few ideas and, and landed on it. Yeah. Before before it kind of happened, so and I think most people that have, have have seen enough of the genre will will do that when they're watching it. So, like I said, I can't. I didn't want to. It didn't take out of the enjoyment too much for me because I appreciated what they what they put out and I thought it was absolutely worthwhile. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, I thought maybe it just felt like that would have been the cherry on top that would have made this a yeah, real. Yeah, if they'd have been able to kind of come up with a much more intriguing angle to finish it off, it would have just yeah, it would have really put it put it over the top. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Uh, it was just that last twenty minutes kind of felt like a letdown because it, it it went away from where they had started. You know, we were an hour in, and I was like, holy shit. Every time we we think they're going to go one way, they they go another, mm. and it just the, the last twenty minutes kind of abandoned that. Yeah, it was the only it was the only sort of part where I, I really felt like yeah we're onto this. Yeah. Every other part they they threw some things out that just kept us on our toes. Now um, the last thing for me, I don't want to see people vomiting <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong, I can see someone get their face mangled. <laughs> well, this is but what... why do we have to actually have the vomit coming out? Like, why can't we just... She ducks her head into the... a bucket. What about the, the shot inside the oh. sauce? <laughs> the funny thing for me was, we're sitting here... I mean, this was probably one of my biggest laughs of the film, was when we're sitting here, we've seen holes through heads, necks... We've seen Sean's face get mangled, and the second someone goes, you go, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've got an aversion to seeing that shit. It's possibly because I've rode the Porsche bus a few times and, and sort of yeah, seen yeah. my own. Yes, yes. Ruth has come calling many a time. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Well, sorry. You've, you've uh, look. Uh, I don't want to again. Ruth. I don't want to. I don't want to make myself look bad again. <laughs> But after my 18th birthday, I had received some presents and some clothing and the like, and I was wearing one of the pieces of clothing I'd been given, and I'd had a massive night on the piss, and I was fucking feeling awful. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to um, fucking go to the toilet. I don't feel yeah. good. So I get up there. You've got to call and I, I, I throw the, the toilet seat up, you know, so I get rid of all the toilet seat, and I just I go down and just yak it up, right? Okay. Yep. So, excellent. And I was a bit tired and emotional, <laughs> and so I kind of leaned onto the toilet bowl. <laughs> you idiot. Like, yeah, just look. I was resting my eyes. Yep. And then when I came up, I noticed 
fucking white marks on my new shirt that I'd been given, and it was because the toilet seat, the toilet's bleached, obviously. <laughs> so I fucking leaned on the bleach and ruined the shirt that I was given that night before. Nice one. Well played. <laughs> Great work there. Great work there. Yeah, okay, again, that doesn't make me look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I mean, we've, we've all got a few stories. In I was young, up. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Someone spiked my drinks. <laughs> now, I'm just, now I'm just old and stupid. <laughs> Someone spiked my drinks, Jared. I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having a quiet night. Yeah, I think it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I roofied myself <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. Okay, really anything else from you? Opinion. Yeah, look, there's a couple of... The, the humour is mostly on the money. Yeah. But there's a couple of bits that overstay the welcome a little bit, like the guy, a guy. Yeah. The guy one, guy, guy two, one, guy two. Initially, they get a little bit of mileage out of that, kind of like the who's on first situation, <laughs> but it's sort of... It goes on... I mean, they they come back to it. I prefer the over under done than flying eye. Right. Yes, it's kind of yeah. It's in that vein early on. Yeah. If they had left it there after about twenty seconds of work, yeah, yeah it would have been they a keep going and it, yeah, they come back to it. So there are parts where the humour is a little bit of a miss. Yeah. It's mostly I found mostly when they're trying to get it out of some dialogue. Yes. I find when they're when they're shooting blokes, topless blokes, that stuff's great. Yeah, but the worm always gets laughs. Yeah, no yeah, matter true. where you do it, true. <laughs> who does the worm is is getting a laugh. From correct, me. correct. Aside from that, I think that was that was pretty much it. I didn't have a whole lot about it that I, I no didn't enjoy. No, no, not at all. I thoroughly enjoyed um, the experience. Definitely. Um, I'm actually happy I purchased it. Because mm. um, I was a bit gun-shy when it was there. I was sort of thinking, well, maybe they, I can find it on streaming somewhere. Yeah, no, I'll be getting Then I realised I couldn't. <laughs> oh, certainly. Well, that's it. Yeah, it hasn't popped up anywhere. I was waiting for it. I was actually waiting at the bloody to outlets to buy it as well. But I scanning the websites, that I was, no, I was unaware that it actually even come out. Yeah. But overall, really, really strong remake. Yeah. Uh, one of the better so. ones by far. But so that was Slumber Party Massacre Remake. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, and all the places where you get your podcasts. Our email address is thrillme at ionet.net.au. Our Facebook page is Thrill Me Podcast Australia, and we're at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, and wherever else you find us, um, just to get the word further out. We're also on Instagram at ThrillMePodcastAU. Next episode, keep an eye on our Facebook page for details, and we'll uh, we'll get it out there very soon. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at ThrillMe Podcast Australia, or contact us at ThrillMe or one word or lowercase at iinet.net. Dot .au